0: Welcome to the Women with Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand
1: up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. you, you are probably still in summer mode, but wow, back to school is creeping back in. This is Sarah from the Women With Fire podcast. We are so excited to be able to share with you another classic rerun from earlier on in our Women With Fire podcast. Today you get to hear again from Melanie Burke. Oh gosh, you may know her as a graphic designer, but whoa, there is so much in this interview. She goes way beyond graphic design. Let's talk motherhood, spirituality. Man, if you need a boost today, this is your girl. So hope your summer's going brilliantly well and enjoy this classic rewind with Melanie Burke. Hey,
0: you guys, um, welcome to another episode of the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. We are with Melanie Burke, and truth be told, I've been with her for a half an hour already chatting, and she is one of the most amazing people ever, Um, and I'm so excited to have you here today, Melanie. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) So Melanie has a lot of things going, and I'm going to let her tell you all about it, but I was able to um, We don't live that far away from each other, like 45 minutes, right?
2: Yeah, close. But we didn't even know it. We had
0: no idea until I showed up to a baptism and there was the young woman's present. I was like, I know her and I've been trying to interview her, but we just hadn't crossed paths until we literally crossed paths. (laughs) Yes. So um, you're awesome. And I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get started and kind of tell me about your like entrepreneurial journey, because it's a journey,
2: right? <laughs> yes, it is a journey. And I'm going to give a condensed version because I feel like there's more meat that I want to dig in, but I'll, I'll paint the scene a little bit. So I, back in college, we you know when we all trying to figure out what on earth we're doing with our life, you know, <laughs> and I remember pouring over the- the, they had back then they would print out the list of majors, you know, and, um, I truly did not know what I was going to be. And I literally started going through the book and just crossing out what I knew I couldn't be <laughs> in the <laughs> list of majors. And I got to design and there was graphic design. And I, and I said, I didn't even know what this is, you know, I, cause this is, you know, this makes me sound old. I'm not that old, but I mean, it was a while (laughs) ago. I feel like now everybody knows what graphic design is, but at the time I had never heard of it. I didn't know any graphic designers. I never heard of it. So then I, I circled it started researching it. And I just felt really strongly I needed to do it. Um, despite the discouragement of those who loved me, (laughs) um, you know, and that thought I would never amount to making any money or, you know, and I just kind of stuck my, to my course and, um, studied that, and then many, many years later, it took me a long time to get through the program, um, lots of hurdles, made it through the program, and eventually st- served a mission, then met my husband, and we were both a little older, at this time, you know, because it took me like eight years to go through BYU. (laughs) Like Again, I'm I'm doing the abridged version. My life is not as one trajectory, probably like all of ours is. It's just kind of this like hilarious, like, oh, did this wrong? Uh, You know, like just like everyone. Anyhow, (laughs) eight years later, I finally graduate from graphic design and I marry my husband and my husband already had a degree, and I'm thinking, this is wonderful. You, Everyone should get married older because we don't have to support <laughs> your school. Like, we're not going to go into a ton of debt. I just get to, like, you know, work and have babies or just have babies. And anyways, we were married, like, one month, and my husband came home from work and was like, I need to switch careers. <laughs> and he was oh. an inter- <laughs> and I was like, okay, what career do you want? he said, I want to go into a medical field. And I'm like, oh, man. So... But we felt really right about it. And so he went back to school and then we we did he that meant eight more years of school because he had to go back and get more courses that he didn't get for medical and then you know, apply to school. Anyways, it was a very long process. And so as he kind of embarked on that, I was like, Well, how are we gonna make it? You know? <laughs> how are we gonna make it? And at that time I felt really strongly like you should start a business, you can work from home and I was just so grateful that I had followed that prompting, that small prompting eight years before, that graphic design would be a good fit. How could I have known? How could I have known that I would need to end up supporting my family for eight years? And um, I did. I supported my family eight years during that time. And I was able to have four kids and still work from home. It's not ideal. (laughs) It wasn't ideal but it worked. I made it work. You know, I worked during nap times and at evenings and my husband was gone in residency and long hours. And so I was never really lonely because, uh, well, I take that back, but I was, I wasn't, I had something to do. I had work. And I think that ended up being such a blessing for our family. It was a blessing for my marriage and it is absolutely what I need to do. And I, and I wish that maybe I would have just chosen that path for myself, but I honestly can't say that I would have just, chose, like, I don't know if I would have just chosen it for myself that Emily father knew I kind of, he kind of had to force my hand <laughs> a little bit to be, you know, um, to be an entrepreneur because it definitely is something that I need to do. And it doesn't mean that, I mean, my life doesn't look like anybody else's and it's, um, but it's been such a blessing to me. It's been such a blessing to my family and it's, crazy and wonderful. <laughs> so that's my journey onto why I became an entrepreneur. It's painful
0: listening because <laughs> it is, it is a, kind of mirrors mine. Like I was like, what am I going to be? And I found like I had, I was like a teacher, you know, a nurse or, you know, something very practical. <laughs> yeah. And then I came to public relations and I was like, uh, that's what I have to be. Like I, that's what I'm going to be. And, but who, what, what do you do with public relations? I mean, like yes. you know, it's it seems a little bit out there, but it wasn't like it absolutely put me in a place where I need to be. And then my husband went to medical school, and a business kept me
2: not lonely yes. at night. He's insane, insane and sane. Is absolutely. What I meant to say. <laughs> but you know, it was really funny. I remember, and it's not to say that I didn't struggle along that the time. Like I knew it was something I needed to do, but I feel like sometimes. You are impressed by the spirit, but it doesn't mean that it always is smooth sailing, you know, like you are, like anybody will, will experience challenges. And, and I remember one time we were in med school and my husband was gone a long time and I just thought, why am I doing this? Why am I trying to raise kids? Why am I trying to work? This is ridiculous. Why can't we just take out gazillions of loan money? (laughs) like everybody else right now here at med school, you know? And um and anyways, I had this impression like read the insign. So I was reading the Insign and it was a story about a woman who had felt impression to go back to school and so she went back to school and she got a degree. And then like two months later, her husband died and she was prepared. And I remember like sobbing and calling my mom and be like, Dan's gonna die. That's why <laughs> I have to work. Dan's gonna die. And my mom was like, That's not what it means, but to say, you know, like anyway, so I laugh about that every time when I think about that, because he hasn't died. I mean, we don't know the future, but like that wasn't the why right then, right? But I just think it's really funny how um Sometimes and I think this comes into what a little bit, you know, one of the questions that you talked about is like being able to recognize the spirit. And I think that when you have those promptings in the spirit, like you have to stay the course sometimes to see the blessings and not every moment is filled with blessings and smooth sailing <laughs> and sometimes it can feel discouraging and it can feel lonely and hard, you know.
0: We were talking about that in the in the warm up interview. <laughs> but like that is what happens with the spirit. So like with Mormon Mompreneur, we were I heard Elder Nelson's talk and I was like, "Ah, we got to do this." And I was I was super pregnant with my fifth child and I was like, "I'm real tired." <laughs> and yes. I just had like all of this stuff going on, but I was like, "Oh my word, I have to do something." And it took a year to get the podcast going. Um, and I actually, when I heard it, I didn't, I didn't think you're going to do a podcast. I just knew I had to get Mormon women together who are strong and who have light and need to share light. So I just started on the journey, but it didn't come all at once. And I'm no. not, I'm not arrived yet. <laughs> you know, <like> we aren't <laughs> at the end of the journey. Like it's all part of it.
2: Yes. Yeah. And I think that there's different lessons that we learn along the way at different parts, you know, and it's kind of like a puzzle piece and I feel like at at times we're able to see maybe parts of what the puzzle looks coming together but sometimes you're just focused on that one small piece of the puzzle and you don't know how that's fitting in or why that's fitting in but it it does it all fits in this master plan you know
0: yeah well even I and I even think with you like we really have like tried to do a podcast for months, like before Christmas, I think even, and like yes. something, like things just
2: kept it had happening. had several like, emergency situations on <laughs> my family and four kids, man. Yeah, it's um, not,
0: it's not, it's just what happened. Anyway, but then I like um, went to that baptism and I saw you and I was like, I was supposed to meet her right, like in person first. Like I just felt, I really felt that. And I think it will make for a better interview because... Like, I really, I feel like, I mean, we talked for what, 10 minutes, uh, you know, when I met you in person, but I was like, Oh my gosh, like I totally know her. And it was one of those moments where I was like, yes, this was awesome.
2: Well, and I'm so glad you're doing this podcast because I think one of the key things that I've taken away from elder Nelson's talk and social media now is that we have to stick together as Mormon women. I think that, um, it's easy to, not that it's easy. I think Satan would like us to be competitive with each other and to be overstressed about numbers or how we, we stack up against each other. And I feel like that Satan, he always likes to take the purest and the most beautiful things and, you know, like twist them, you know, in his oh, way. Yeah. And I feel like that's one thing that I am always trying to be careful of. And I mean, and it's not to say that I don't have days where I'm like, why can't I just hold it together? Like so, so, <laughs> you know, but I feel like when we truly understand the power of social media and the power that we Mormon women have, if we stick together, we can have such an influence and, and we can uplift each other and come together. And I just think one of the blessings to me of social media has been some really good relationships with other Mormon women who've inspired me and pushed me to be more diligent in my scripture study or to search for deeper meaning in the blessings that I've received and in, in uh, my prayers and, and truly have brought me to Christ by their example. And I think um, not only is social media so wonderful to spread light to everyone, but I think that we all pull each other up to different levels as we all work together, you know?
0: Yeah, and honestly, like, that was kind of one of my feelings is really one of my first feelings is we need to build a community. That was one of my first feelings with Mormon Mompreneur is that we need to build a community where... There are going to be hard things thrown at us. There just are, and there already are. But you know, we've kind of been talked about. I mean, in conference, they you know, this isn't this isn't the worst it's going to be.
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, it's
0: going to get harder. It's definitely it's gonna gonna get harder. It's going to be harder, and that doesn't mean that it won't
2: get. It means that we need to shine brighter, and if... and be and be cheerful, right? Yeah. Like Elson said in his last talk, yeah. like times are going to get harder, but we need to be brighter and cheerfully brighter, right? Like. Yeah. live our light in a happy way. It says that as we share our light in happy, cheerful ways that people will be drawn to us
0: Yeah, and to and the
2: light, not to us, to the light. To the light. But there
0: is a difference in, in the darkness that's around us. So how do you combat like that darkness? Cause it happens like no matter yep. how bright you are.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, I think the key thing to think about light is that it's not a constant thing unless you nourish it. Like the sun is always amazing, right? Because it just, it's there. But like, I think in our own lives, as we think of light, like I kind of like to think of my spiritual light like a fire, you know, that I constantly have to be adding fuel to the fire. And if I'm always lighting other fires and never feeding my own enough, it will dwindle, you know? And that um, just when I think like, I've been doing so much. I'm I'm great. I don't need to worry about it, you know. And then I, and then the darkness creeps in because I'm not feeding myself. I'm not fueling myself. In the scriptures in Second Nephi 32, it talks about you know the power of the scriptures that it talks about almost like that it's food. You know that we have to be enriched and nourished by the word, and it's completely that for me. Like the the key things I can always point to if I'm feeling the darkness creep in or if I'm feeling down on myself is that I can always point to that. I have not spent enough time in the scriptures and I'm not spent enough time on my knees in prayer and not just reading the scriptures. Like I think there's a really different, there's difference in reading your scriptures and studying your scriptures, just as there is difference between prayer and conversing with the Lord. And I think that you shouldn't be like upset if you can't study the scriptures every day or converse with the Lord every day. Like I think the commandment is to pray and to read our scriptures. And we do those things daily. And th- there's power in that. But if we push ourselves a little bit more to really study the scriptures, I think that there's so much more nourishment and depth. And I don't get to do that every day because I'm a mom. I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> and I am in Young Women's. And I have so much to do, you know, but I have to take that time. And so, like, I mentioned that yesterday. Yesterday was a really crummy day. And and afternoon, I was just like, why can I not hold it together? You know? <laughs> and I was just like, well, have I really studied the scriptures today? Like I listened to a church talk, but that's not enough for me. Like it really, I, maybe for other people, it's enough. It is not enough for me. Um, and like by studying the scriptures, I really have to be in the be asking myself, like, how does this apply to me? Like I have to be looking for the symbolism, like I would study for a test in high school or in college like that's how i have to read the scriptures and when i take it to that level i am so filled in a way that nothing else can like it's just different the protection that i feel and the light that i feel in me is different um i, I was going to read a little Quote from Sherry Dew. I have this book at the pulpit, and this is from one of her talks, which you can also look up online. It says, Knowing Who You Are and to Who You Have Always Been by Sherry Dew. And she gave it at BYU to um a conference, but to women. But she said that she um that a friend suggested that she ask in prayer what it felt like for her when the spirit spoke to her, and that she started praying for the ability to understand the language of revelation. And she talks about, and I've heard her talk about in other talks, just how important it is for us. Like, do you know what it sounds like when God speaks to you? Like, do you know what that sounds like? And I think that sometimes I'm better about following that prompting, but like, if I'm not regularly investing them in the scripture study, or if I'm not regularly really praying, I forget what God's voice sounds like. So it doesn't matter how much you knew in the past, like it is constant for me. Last
0: week, my, like, whole websites were, like, all of my websites were down, and I was on customer service for, like, literally 10 hours, and it was, like, the worst, right? And I just had, like, a whole crummy week, and I, like, like kind of felt darkness, you know? And I realized that, yes, this really dumb thing was happening to me, but I was letting it happen and forgetting to do, to really feast on the scriptures. I was praying, you know, and I was reading my scriptures, but I wasn't, I was not taking it to the next level. And it really affected, like, how I was a mom. It affected, like, my feelings towards everyone. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and I, and I think that it is really, really easy to forget that. And I do think, like, as moms, as leaders in the church, and also, like, business leaders, it is our responsibility to to have the spirit with us so that we can help those around us. Like just yesterday when I was talking to my son and he was doing something I didn't really love. And I just had like an uh, an impression of how I should respond and what I should do. And that is my responsibility, right? As a mom, to be able to hear the voice of the spirit speak to me and to help my son. That is my responsibility. So I better I better be in the scriptures every day so I can hear the voice of the Lord or I'm going to miss some big things.
2: Yes, and also just not only the power that we're promised, like not only do we miss the spirit in our lives, but I also think that there's blessings that come that we don't necessarily recognize always. But like, you know, when we do temple service or we do family history, um, Sister Nelson promised like two years ago that we can pray for angels to surround our home and bless our home. And I firmly believe that, that there's power that comes when we take the time to serve and to follow our covenants that we have promised, and that those angels will bless our family, literally. like, And when I think about that, that's super motivating me. Like, oh, I can pray for angels? I can have angels with me? You bet I'm going to make time for that, you know? <laughs> and I think that I, sometimes I have to remind myself about that, because it's not to say that I wake up every day and I'm like... Time for that beautiful moment to read the (laughs) scriptures where the sun will appear and Mormon tabernacle music will be playing behind me. No, like to be honest, my scripture study, and I think this was really helpful to like learn that this was okay. Like, my scripture study generally looks like this I go take my kids to school, you know, in that mad dash of school. I would like to say that I could wake up before my kids and that would be ideal, but I cannot. Like, I've got nursing babies, I cannot do it, you know. So I take my kids to school. And then when I get home, I let my kids watch a show for 30 minutes. That's like their show time, the ones who are home. And that's when I read my scriptures. And I am interrupted about 5000 times, like to open, you know, snacks and get water, wipe noses, change diapers, nurse, whatever. And so it's not this beautiful, like <laughs> calm moment, but I am still enriched. And I think that stopping like changing my perspective that it had to be this quiet that would be the ideal and if you can make that happen in your life bless you and you're (laughs) amazing. but it is not a phase of my life that I can have that and I know other times I will be but I I see that the Lord blesses me with the inspiration and the spirit and the guidance that I need and I can still study I mean Let's be honest. If we we women are marvelous at multitasking, if we can cook a meal and take care of kids, I think you can read scriptures and take care of your kids too. So <laughs> I'm going to quote you there. I like it. Um,
0: <laughs> but I, I, one of the things that you said really um, hit me because I think that Heavenly Father will make up the difference. So what you are doing is carving out time, and I think that is a huge thing. And if you show up every day. And you're saying, this is a time I can do it. And I know this is the best I can give in my stage of life because I don't think, I know actually, Heavenly Father does not expect our kids to not interrupt us while we're reading our scriptures. but he And won't. it's good for them to see us. Yeah. I think it's good for them to see us in our scriptures. And undeterred. You will not. Deter- yeah. Yes. Seventeenth <laughs> time you interrupted, I will still read my scriptures.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll still read my scriptures. And guess what? when you're interrupted, you come back to that same scripture, you'll see it in a different way. You'll learn like five things from one scripture. So I am not a fast reader by any means. Like honestly, I've been reading like the same book for like four months because I'm just very, everyone reads differently, but like I'm very slow on each verse, like looking up different scriptures, like asking myself and you know, like what is this saying? You know, like what is this really saying? What does this mean? And so I don't know, it's, it's been a blessing for how it's worked out in my life, you know? And I think that, I think, however, everyone's life is different. And so you shouldn't look to any, don't look to my life to tell you how to do yours. But I think (laughs) the takeaway for me is like making time for your scriptures regularly, like is, is crucial. And it's a good reminder for me because I've had a really busy week and I definitely felt it yesterday. And I, and it's like a good reminder to like, dig a little deeper, make a little bit more time, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that, um, like the principle is the same. We need to read our scriptures and we need to really pray. And we really, we need to go to the temple and we need to, you know, do all these things. How we do them is going to be very different. And, and that's where it can be hard to, you know, to compare because we, you can take good ideas, but if it doesn't work for you, just do it figure out a way to do it. If you sanctify your time and yourself, then he will bless you with the spirit to make decisions about everything.
2: Yes. And I love that you like talk about sanctification, you know, like sanctifying yourself. One thing I get asked a lot and I always get asked by people who don't know me very well. <laughs> how, how do I do it? How do I do it all? And I'm like, well, you don't know me very well because if you knew me, you would see all the things that I'm not doing. <laughs> but, um, And I know when I was first starting my business, I always wanted to ask women that too. Like, well, how are you doing it? How are you doing it all? You know? But I think that's like the wrong question to ask. I think the question is that you need to ask God how you can do it all and what is all for you. Yeah. You know, and that no one can teach you how to like plan your life except for God. And like I love in the Book of Mormon where it talks about Nephi, that he built that boat in a manner of not known unto man. He had no idea. <laughs> no idea. And I feel like how we build our lives or our businesses will not make sense to anybody from the outside world. You know, like my I should not be able to get done the things I get done. And I certainly should not. <laughs> and I do not. I'm kind of a hot mess, but we're making it work, you know. And um and I think that that's because I'm patterning my life in the way that God wants me to do it and so I my big rocks are different from everybody else's, but like I make those work and then God fills in the gaps. And so my business looks way strange to now. Like, <laughs> I, I can't explain it. I can't say how I do it all because I'm doing what God's telling me to do. And so I can't, I can't reflect that to you. You know,
0: I do know actually someone just asked me that on my Instagram and I was thinking about it. And, um, what I want to say is like, so for beauty revived, I didn't, I don't know it's happening and, and I really felt inspired to do that and but I got to a point where it was really heavy you know like it was just taking too much time and I just was like I I can't do this I was thinking about it and I just got the name of one girl that has been a photographer with us and I got her name in my head and I was like she's it. she is who I need to ask to be my assistant and I messaged her and she said oh my word she said I just had to go back to work and I interviewed At the bank and I only got a part-time job and she's like I was so sad and I called my mom and I and I told her about it and she said God has something else for you to do with those four hours and then I emailed her the next day and she was like this is absolutely what I should be doing and I and I think those that is that is how I do whatever I do because it's not my deal man you know it's Heavenly Father is there in the details and if your work is what you should be doing he will make it work and it doesn't make he sense. He will. And
2: <laughs> and I find that when it's not working, there's either two things that are wrong. One is that I'm not investing in the scriptures and I'm becoming more worried about my work than my scriptures. And obviously we still need to provide for our families and do these things. You know, it's like the balance, right? But my focus has shifted to what is more important. So that's like one problem or that I've decided I'm going to do this and God wants me to pull back or not do that. You know, like and I've had that in seasons of my life where I'm like, I am going to do this. I'm all in. No way this can't fail because I'm amazing. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I don't. Uh, no, because because I'm so excited about this. this is obviously what I need to do, you know, and then it'll succeed for a while or it won't at all. Or, you know, I'll really struggle with it and I'll feel an angst about it all the time. And then I'm like, okay okay, God, you know, like, um, I just think, and even when we are doing things that God wants us to do, that's not to say it's easy, but I think it feels differently and it fits in differently to our life plan. Like and what God would have us do.
0: Yeah. I've definitely been there where I was, I had like pushed and pushed and I could feel like, um, I'm not afraid of work, right? I'm a country girl. Um, but there's a difference between work and getting pushed back. You know, like, and that's, and there's, when I feel that feeling, it takes me a while sometimes to recognize because that to me, that is one way that the Lord speaks to me is that doors are not opening when I'm working hard. And we also have to be aware that Heavenly Father says yes
2: and no, you know, like, yes. Yes, and what does no sound like? I'm not always very good on recognizing. No, it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm I'm learning to recognize, like, even um, recently, I had a blessing where it was just that I would recognize what clients to take, which I thought was so interesting that, like, God really does care about the details because he can recognize what is good for my family and for me and what (laughs) is not. But I tend to be like, well, God told me to do this work, so I should do all of it, which is not is <laughs> not the an answer, you know. So I just think like um, being close to the Spirit to recommend. And it's interesting because I have had like a really job that I want to take, and I've been feeling like, no, you shouldn't take that job, you know. And I'm like, ah, but I want to, you know. So it's just amazing how it does, and it, it makes no it makes no sense to man. You know, like the, and I, oh, I wish I remember what scripture this is. It says the whisperings of the spirit seem like absurdity to, to the like wise man or something. You know, like, <laughs> and it's so true. It's so true because I feel like when you're close to the spirit, you're like, of course, of course we'll do that. And then like, you know, you try to explain to other people and they're like, wait, what? Like, you know, <laughs> but it works. It happens yes. and stuff gets done.
0: So tell me like, what are your feelings on motherhood and balancing motherhood, I guess, with, because it is a balance and it's okay. Like, I think that we feel like we need to be, be at balance and we're never at balance, but we are balancing, right? Like we are figuring out where things go. So tell me like about motherhood. What are your thoughts on
2: (laughs) motherhood? Oh man, I have so many thoughts. First off, I think that motherhood is so refining. <laughs> you know, um, I thought you know, I got married and I was a little bit older and I kind of thought like, well, I've served a mission, I've had at that point I had like had eight surgeries, I'd had some health problems and I thought I'd been through some hard stuff, like I'm I'm going to rock this mom thing, you know. <laughs> and and I think I am constantly humbled. And I feel like one of the beauties of motherhood is that it truly turns you to God if you let it. And that the more kids I have, the less answers I honestly feel like I I have. I probably could have w- more wisely answered this question with one child. But um, <laughs> now that I have four, I I just feel like it's a beautiful thing to be a mother. And it truly is my calling. Uh, it's not my only calling. I think that God has many things for me to do. I think that motherhood is the chief and the most important of all those things. But Eve is promised to be the mother of all living. And I think that's her calling. And I believe that we are called to be mothers, not only to our children, but to others around us. And so I think we have to be prayerful and very careful of how we balance our time, that we put our family first. And that is the focus, but that we also are prayerful about like using our discretionary time, you know, like, what do we do when the kids are in bed? What do we do in the nap time hours? Um, are we still developing our talents and teaching our children about how to develop our talents, but also like sacrificing our time for them. And that's why I just think it's such a precarious walk um, a balancing <laughs> act and and truly I just feel like I don't have much words of wisdom except for that God will tell you what to do and <laughs> that's well that's that, it
0: right that's
2: not <laughs> and he'll tell you the needs of your children because only you can know um the needs of your children and I feel like it's an ebb and flow you know um Recently, I felt really strongly that I needed to work on something, and so I started working on that, and one of my children was really struggling, and so then as I was praying, like, okay, God, how am I balancing this, you know, because I feel like you're asking me to do this project, but I'm seeing that my child is struggling, and so the answer that I got was love more, spend more time, so I was like, okay, well, then I think that I'm going to stop this project and just focus on this child. But as I was prayerful about that day, the answer came like, no, invest the time and I will lengthen your time in other times. Like after that child goes to bed, you'll be magnified. You'll know how to do those other projects. And and for that child, I feel like the inspiration that comes for what they need is um, not always quick. It's hard. Um, But it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful learning process of what they teach us and what we can learn. And we rely on the spirit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have strong feelings about that. We are called to more than one work, you know. And like you said, like yes, our children are our most important work. Of course they are. Um, but your business can be one of your callings. And so, if you are prayerful and if you are worthy of the spirit, then he can lengthen your hours, and he can make you less tired. He can make you more productive. He can make an email happen quicker. You know, like he can do those little things to fulfill both callings. Um, if, if that's what you're supposed to do. And if you have confirmation of the spirit that that is what you're supposed to do.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like it's easy to, if you're working, it's easy to maybe feel like, Oh, then I don't need to be mothering in this way. And I think we have to be really prayerful and we have to be really careful because there are real costs. There are real costs of we can't do it all, <laughs> and God does lengthen our hours. But I think we have to be careful, and I and I and I will be very honest and transparent that I haven't always done it perfectly. That at times, you know, in my quest and my desire to follow the Spirit and do all that I could have, you know, maybe I haven't been there for my kids in days that I needed to. Um, but I can say with clarity that when I'm truly invested in reading my scriptures that my day is illuminated and I know how to divide my time and that for me, I always have to put my children first and that if I meet their needs, the work comes easy at night for me. And if I didn't invest myself in them during that day and I kind of just like overly worried about doing things that weren't really investing in them really engaged with them then I don't work as well that night you know so I think there's a difference for me there's a difference in being present with my kids and being engaged with my kids you know like really really investing in them and and they know that they have your time and your focus you know
0: yeah, there is a big difference. I think the beauty of it, though, is that that we aren't judged on one day, you know. And thank, thank goodness. goodness, let's say it together.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and blessed that they can't remember those individual I... <laughs> days we struggle. Right? Do you ever have those days where you're like, oh, they're gonna be in therapy for that one? Later. <laughs>
0: I'm like, I'm, this is one I'm going to want you to forget. So
2: Yeah, <laughs> we all do. And I'll be the first to say when I'm pregnant, I'm very sick. And we literally survive off of little Einsteins and goldfish and whatever we can scrounge for and drive-throughs. Like there are times and seasons and there are times and seasons to be gentle with yourself.
0: There are things that we worry about now that may we may be, it's okay not to...
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's like a constant effort, you know, um, a balance. And that's why I I was blessed with a really amazing mother. So I like look to her for advice and help and just really prayerful. And I just feel like to all the moms, I just want to say you're doing it. You're what your kids need. And turn to God and he will tell you what you need to do. And that it is just a day to day. It's like the Liahona you know, like the Lord showed them day to day how they needed to travel and that we always don't know more than that. And, and that's why it's just like, I feel like kids change, needs are constantly changing. And so I just feel like it is really just the day to day.
0: So can you talk to me about, um, cause one of the things I think that is great about being an entrepreneur is that you are learning new things and it for, you know, it's forced me to, like I started out and I learned how to sew and then I was like okay I want to take pictures so I learned photography and it was all in like all while my husband was studying or in you know doing his med school stuff so what part does like improving yourself um have in like being a mom and being in business
2: yes I I it's a really good question <laughs> um I really love to learn and I love to read and I love to take classes. I just actually bought a class online to do in all my spare time. (laughs) Uh, And I feel like there are seasons where I do really well. I'm in a season right now where I've been like, just yesterday I was like, oh, I need to do a little bit better about setting some time for that. You know, I think for me, I tend to be an all in person. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm gonna do it all in. I'm not very good at doing like partial. You no. Know? And I think that's where like the learning I've had to learn, like I need to be okay with the partial, if that makes sense. So like, for example, a better way to illustrate this is like, I feel like I did this better a few years ago and I've been remembering that, like, okay, I need to go back to that. Like where I just would set a timer on my phone where I was like, I have 10, 15 minutes and I'm going to do this for 10, 15 minutes and then I'm going to make myself stop and move on to the next thing you know? And so I would do like a class for 10 to 15 minutes or like there was a time where I was like, I'm going to do a pattern challenge where I'm design a pattern every day for 10, 15 minutes um, because I wanted to build a portfolio of patterns and it was just a personal project. So every day for 10, 15 minutes, I would work on that, you know, and it doesn't always feel like it just kind of sometimes feels like you're spinning your wheels or, you know, but over the course of time, I was able to learn, you know, and I think that I'm not, always good at that. And when I think about it, I'm like, I need to do better about that. Like making sure like for learning that I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna set aside a little bit of time, like five minutes to read, you know, like maybe instead of checking on Instagram for so much time, maybe I could read for five minutes first of a book or something. Cause I do think that for my work, I really do have to stay up on a lot of technology. You know, I design websites and I work with a lot of brands. So I kind of do need to know what's going on. And it's really easy there's so much information and i think that i can always track that i feel a little off and like frustrated or not working as quickly if i'm spending more time like on social media and not to, i love social media first off so I, <laughs> I, I i obviously do it i'm not discouraging it i think for me it's just like really making sure that i use my time wisely like not letting myself be that person that I tend like all in, you know, and just like making sure like, okay, spend 10 minutes time to move on to the next thing, you know, and and that's where I that's one of the things that I have to work on with myself so that to make sure I'm learning the things that I need to learn to succeed.
0: I think that's really good because we all we all have 10 minutes, we all have 15 minutes today to do something. It's something we can pick up today and adopt and then we'll have a design portfolio if you know like but like at the end like it really is line upon line in a lot of ways like it's just like yeah you're slowly building what you want it to be and be okay with that like I'm an all-in person and I want the end huge result but I'm not ready for that today you know like if I were given it I don't think I'd know how to handle it there are some things like along the way that you have to learn to accept the weight of whatever the end goal is I think.
2: Yes. And I think that part of it is like going against the natural man because, you know, in today's world, everything's so instant, but truly the most beautiful and important things were never that way. Like you think of paintings in the Renaissance and medical school and all these true professions where they spent writing books, they spend years and years and years, you know, and, and then, yeah, I pick up my guitar and I'm like, I want to learn this now. Why am I not good now? I want to be an illustrator (laughs) now, you know? I'm not good at being patient with myself, and I know part of it is because in our culture we've trained ourselves to be experts instantly, and that's just not the reality for the way God works and for what He's raising us up to be and to raise our talents. It takes time and slow bits, just sort of like the line upon line. Yep, (laughs) darn it, (laughs) dang it, dang it.
0: I know. So I, I, um, I like to end all of my, um, all my interviews with the question of like, tell me a time where you felt the Lord's hand in your business, a specific time.
2: (sighs) Oh, a lot of different times. I'm (laughs) going to think of one specific one. I think that I felt the Lord in my business when I'm able to create something that blesses the lives of others. Because I think the amazing thing about when you turn your life over to Heavenly Father and you say, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do, and I'm willing to do it the way you want me to do it. And that means that maybe I won't be as rich as I want or as famous as I want. actually I don't want fame. <laughs> well it doesn't look like I would want or I imagine it to look like but I will do it the way you want me to look like and then you do it and it's hard and then you see how it blesses the lives of other people and your own family that's truly humbling and magnifying and I had an experience just like this just recently where I had seen how something that I had done many years ago, which was really, really hard. And I was like, I will never do this again. Heavenly father, this is not for me. And, (laughs) and then I had an experience where I saw how God had trained me bit by bit by bit to be in a position where I could design something that was important. That was truly important, um, for this family and for this business. And, that was really, you know, design can feel like a small thing. It really maybe isn't important, but I feel like it's important to me. And I love that God has been able to bless me with this talent that I'm able to share and bless my family with. So I don't know. It, there's not too specific, but just the generalization <laughs> of, of feeling like I'm using my talents to, to bless others.
0: That's when I have felt the most at peace is when I know I am using something God gave me my talents to help others and that is sometimes the strongest although it's not the most evident like visually you know evident but that's when I have felt um, peaceful assurance that I'm doing okay and I'm on the right track and so even though that doesn't seem like an actual like moment but I but it is you know like it's it's a powerful one, So thank you for. yeah,
2: sharing. <laughs> oh, thank you. um i I'm so grateful to be um to be able to connect with you and also these wonderful women who are listening um, and to know that we're all in this together and doing great work.
0: yes, we are doing great work. and we're thank you for the words of advice and encouragement. And just for your example, we're so glad that you've spent
1: an hour with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Hey. Thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at the women with Fire, or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.